0: Thank you for joining us for another ORFA podcast. This one's going to take a look at dressing room use as we uh, reopen our buildings and try and go back into some form of uh, operations. And I would suggest to you that our members are telling us very clearly that they're struggling with uh, how they're going to uh, either use or not use uh, the change room areas inside their facilities. Um, I'll tell you right off the top that we don't have uh, a specific solutions for you. So this is, again, a brand new uh, area for all of us to explore. So anything that you're learning if you can pass that that along to us we would appreciate it because together we're going to be able to champion these problems at this point uh i think we would all look forward to dealing with uh that age-old problem of athlete's foot you know that fungal infection that uh, usually ended up between the toes of our users and it was caused by a contamination on floors and our lack of cleaning and disinfection so um COVID-19 has uh, opened up some of the other problems that are associated with our dress rooms and shone a bright light on them. And hopefully uh, we're going to end up being a stronger uh, industry once this is over. So uh, what do we know is that we know that we probably weren't doing uh, an exceptional job when it clean, came to cleaning and disinfecting change room areas and and we're going to improve that as we move along. And um, what do we know is um, the actual... Uh, spreading of the virus is most likely going to be controlled um, primarily by our users. And if they take the screening uh, process, Uh, very seriously then it's going to reduce the potential for us to have an outbreak in our building really what we've got in place are fairly good uh, clean and disinfected buildings and that that's been a a positive outcome from COVID-19 so what we're trying to deal with now is individuals who may have come in contact with COVID-19 that may end up dragging it into our buildings so if we can uh, stop them at the door through uh, whatever form of screening process you're using the better off we're going to be Now the next challenge for dressing rooms, especially in many of our older buildings, is the age of the HVAC system, and we already knew that we were uh, dealing with poor air exchange. So uh, the HVAC system is probably going to require uh, investment in some facilities, so an analysis in regards to the ability for our dressing rooms to actually uh, exchange the air as uh, laid out in the current building code is probably a great first step for facility management to confirm uh, how quickly they can get back into tracing. Uh, change room areas so it's not going to be a simple fix for every building because again every building is going to be different uh, in the in regards to design construction materials and uh, age so um, you're going to have to figure this out on a case-by-case basis in your own operation Right now we've uh, enjoyed uh, the warm months and it allows us lots of flexibility to uh, meet our needs but as the winter months come upon us uh, we're going to have to uh, recalibrate the way that we're conducting business because a lot of the things that we're asking our users to do. Uh, may not be able to be uh, put in place for the winter months. So uh, we'll have to uh, move this as we uh, go along. So as an association, we've been busy. Uh, we've uh, put out uh, two documents, one of them for uh, basic change rooms in recreation facilities. Uh, we refer to it as non-aquatic uh, change rooms. And then we uh, designed another document that looks uh, completely at aquatic operations because of their uniqueness under regulation uh, for users to do specific things like shower before they go into the swimming They offer some um, different challenges uh, for opening up these facilities, and we'll talk about some of the things our members are doing to, to meet these needs as we move along. So the province continues to uh, pump out clarification uh, to the uh, different uh, regulations that they have put out in regards to reopening recreation facilities and the most latest one uh, at the time of this podcast was the document that came out on August 15th. Now what we would like to remind you is anytime that you come across a regulation code act or legislation. This is a minimum uh, for us to be able to uh, meet, uh, to be able to open, and just uh, being minimum is, is not often enough. So uh, we always encourage our members to use the uh, minimum as the lowest part of the bar, and let's try and raise it as we move along here. So, um we'll uh we'll try and uh, figure out uh how we're going to do this over the next little while and uh we need your support by providing us with input in regards to how you're accomplishing uh, some of the things that you're doing uh, out there in the uh, in the trenches every day. So, we'll look at um what we're uh, what we're what we know as an as an industry and uh how in fact we want to move forward. Now, Dressing rooms are not uh, out of bounds when it comes to the regulation. All they suggest in the regulation is that if they're going to be used, they have to be uh, used safely. And there are some requirements that need to be met in regards to cleaning and disinfection after after each use. So that becomes the... um, real challenge is um, how many people can we get into a change room and that's going to vary by the design uh, of the room and then we'll talk about some of the mechanical things that uh, will come into play so uh, if you're in aquatic facility uh, we're suggesting you that you need to read both documents because we didn't want to repeat the information in the aquatic one so use the non-aquatic document as the foundation because a lot of the information in there is applicable to an aquatic operation but then we dive a little bit deeper into the aquatic Operation in the second document. So, it's a uh, it's a it's a two path educational process that uh, is going to allow you to get up to speed. So, uh, social distancing—the two meters or six feet—you uh, can do the calculation in the dressing room. And if you've got a clean environment, then there is uh, the potential to use uh, dressing rooms as part of your rental, uh, as long as that you've got the uh, the people power and the equipment and the uh, and the training in place. Uh, there's no uh, there's no uh, limitation in regards to using the change room. Now, what we do know is that some members have uh, set up different parts of their buildings uh, in. In lieu of change rooms so they've set up chairs uh, maybe in hallways or around the boards of a of our nice rink to allow uh, users to sit and put their skates on what you need to understand is that it may not be a traditional change room but uh, realistically uh, it is uh, falling under the same regulations so uh, you're going to have to clean and disinfect those areas no different than if it was an enclosed environment so maybe all you're doing is, is shifting one responsibility from one, one area to another so uh, keep that in that uh, keep that in mind as you move along. Now, the regulation does strongly recommend that users wear masks uh, to and from uh, uh, their rental area. So as a facility manager, you're going to have to come up with a plan in regards to uh, how users are safely going to store their masks when they uh, get to the area. So when they get to the pool or they get to the ice rink or the hall uh, for gymnastics, uh, how are they going to store uh, their masks uh, to make sure that they're stored uh, as per the provincial guidelines for storage of masks? And uh, we sure don't want anybody uh, mixing up their masks. So how are we going to make sure that uh, whatever they've got uh, moves forward Now, aquatic facilities speak uh, very clearly in regards to the expectation for cleaning and disinfection change rooms. So the... uh per the designated operator as required under the regulation uh, most likely is going to have to take point in designing policies and procedures to ensure that uh, the minimum requirements for cleaning and disinfection in aquatic facility are enhanced with uh, whatever protocols are being recommended for covid-19 so they need to start specifically with the uh, regulation uh, in regards to cleanliness and uh, and disinfection of change rooms and build from there and we outline them in our two documents now the the next issue in it's been historical one with our users is dealing with the ventilation uh, inside the uh, pool area itself and members are quick to tell us that anytime they try and flush out the building by exchanging the air that uh, users are very quick uh, to let them know that it's cooled off too much for their enjoyment so Uh, we often uh, don't exchange the air. So let's take this opportunity to educate our users, uh, and we can use COVID-19 as the uh, catalyst for that, uh, of the importance of exchanging the air. And yes, there may be a a change in temperature, but we also have to remind them the benefits of uh, their their personal health by us uh, meeting the regulations by changing the air. Now, the regulation uh, for swimming pools also talks about... um, Water testing, and it uh, puts a requirement out in regards to how often the water testing should be done. Under COVID-19, if you are operating, it would probably be best if you are increasing the number of uh, water testings just to ensure that the uh, chemical disinfection levels are in fact uh, remaining at their uh, maximum capacity. So it's an opportunity for us to uh, to shine and, uh, and improve the way that we've been conducting business. Now members are telling us that they've uh, significantly reduced the bather loads uh, to reduce the risk and that makes uh, good sounds, uh, sense it sounds pretty diligent in regards to the way that they move forward. Now um, as we stated under the regulations for swimming pools there is a requirement that um, uh, bathers take a um, a shower before they get into the swimming pool and it needs to be a a shower with uh, with soap so uh, what uh, some members have told us is that they've uh, reconstructed uh, their pools and moved the shower area outside the change room to allow users to uh, shower before they get in the pool. Uh, We think that this is an opportunity, again, for us to educate uh, our users on the benefits of them showering thoroughly at home before they come to to the aquatic facility. So if we can get that message to them that uh, by removing any shampoo in their hair and deodorants and perfumes uh, prior to coming to the public pool, it's going to reduce the amount of time that they're going to have to shower um, once they get to the facility. And we can also educate them in regards to their role of uh, helping us improve water quality. So let's uh, take these uh, lemons and uh, turn them into some lemonades, as uh, we like to say here at the association. So um, the regulation also talks about uh, towel use uh, and then the... uh, Provincial COVID regulation talks about towel use. Um, I don't think there's a lot of uh, municipal facilities that will actually provide towels as part of their service, but if you do, you want to take a uh, careful look in regards to what the expectations are for public towel use. Uh, most of them, in fact, have uh, removed uh, it. Uh, from uh, their operational uh, activities now um, we also like to suggest to you that uh, you know in the change room areas it's it's, there's a lot of debate in regards to do we keep the washroom areas open or not so we've got uh, obviously a toilet a sink and at times shower shutting down the shower in a in a typical change room is probably acceptable the washroom and the hand sink becomes one of those things that you're going to have to uh, provide some time analyzing. Now the regulation uh, strongly recommends a very healthy um, program of hand washing and disinfection. So if we're going to close down the washrooms and the dressrooms are they are going to be used. How are the individuals going to wash their hands and apply disinfection? so maybe we need a more thorough um cleaning program for the washroom area between use versus trying to shut them down but that's uh going to be left to every facility manager to try and figure things out now we also think this is an opportunity for us to promote facility respect and we've uh, dealt with uh, at times the uh, poor conduct of our users in our dressing rooms with the uh, throwing of garbage uh, on the floor versus putting it in the garbage can. So I think this is an opportunity that we get to recalibrate the thought process in regards to uh, the respect of the dressing room areas and that in fact it is a privilege uh, versus a right and at any given time uh, as COVID-19 has proven that the change room can be taken away. So we need their help of keeping the dressing rooms clean and disinfected. Um so that we can get in there and uh, do what we have to do without having to put uh, a lot more energy into it because of their poor use or their poor conduct. Most uh, facilities have uh, reduced the use of their lockers uh, if they have uh, locker capabilities. So they have put zip ties to them and tied them up for now until we figure out how we're going to move that along. So, uh, one of the other uh, things that uh, we really liked, uh, and it was a member in the uh, southwestern of the province uh, that first shared with it. Don't know if they're the actual um, inventor of it, but they came up with an ambassador program for their facility. And what they have is an individual who meets uh, every user group uh, that comes into uh, the building, Uh, meets them at the front door, and acts as their... um, guide uh, from the front door uh, to the rental area and then back out again and this is an opportunity for an individual to actually explain the rules uh, of uh, conduct uh, on a case-by-case basis and also monitor everything that's in place and yeah there's an expense uh, tied to it but Uh, Nobody said that COVID-19 was not going to be expensive. What we need to do is make sure that we put uh, the proper controls in place and then control the controls that we have put in place. So, like I said, we've put together a couple of great documents uh, to assist you, uh, but they are uh, in their infancy. Uh, Anything that you think that can be improved upon, uh, please drop us a line at info at orfa.com. Uh, and we'll be glad to give it consideration until we improve the information so all the membership can uh, benefit from uh, your expertise. So together, I think if we work together, we're going to uh, end up creating a program that's going to improve change room use for uh, a long time to come. So until uh, we get to uh, chat again, stay safe out there. Appreciate your time. Take care.